what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. For organizations looking to enhance their customer relationships, this is Stepping Up Service. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Stepping Up Service here on TheMesh.tv. My name is Alan Jackson with the Jackson Group, a consulting and survey services firm uh, serving a variety of industries, including the healthcare industry. And with me is my co-host, Ed Gagnon, with Customer Service Solutions, specializing in helping organizations improve and sustain their customer service culture. Ed, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Alan. How are you doing today? Doing just fine. Just fine. It's good to talk to you again, as always, here on the Mesh.TV, our podcast network, and the show Stepping Up Service, where we talk about the world of customer service, how to improve the level of customer service your organization provides to its customers, to its employees, uh, to create that culture around you of customer service, uh, especially in today's competitive marketplace, how your organization can really stand apart on the service it provides. And I always say that, I seem like I say this every time we get together, how excited or interested I am in the topic that we're going to cover. And (laughs) what's really unique about today's show is we're not really covering a topic necessarily. We're not digging into one particular aspect of customer service or how to deliver customer service. I'm just really excited. Tell us what we're going to be doing during today's episode. This is going to be fun. Yeah, this will be real fun. We're we're going to take uh, the top 20 customer service quotes and walk through them and, and just have some fun with them. I'll have you possibly guess who said these great quotes and some uh, really focus on employees, some focus on strategy, some focus on the customer. I mean, it's just a, a veritable potpourri of, of <laughs> customer service quote delight. So it should be pretty fun. We're going to walk through it pretty quickly. Uh, just really neat quotes uh, that, that you can apply to any business. Uh, virtually any individual will be able to look at these, relate to these. So it'll be great. No, that is really great. And I know for those of you in an office environment, what we're talking about are quotes that, you know, type them up, print them up on, on sheets, exactly. and put them up in the break room, put them up all around the office, whatever it may be in your, on, your, on your bulletin board. These are the kind of things that can, you know, sometimes hearing a really good, inspiring quote about a subject uh, that just really connects with what we're trying to do is something that we can keep in front of us year round and just keep those uh, customer service juices flowing uh, on our day-to-day work. So this is going to be good. And I love quotes. It should be a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to hearing uh, the ones that you've picked out for us to share uh, during this podcast. So let's go ahead and jump right into some of the first quotes you've got for us, Ed. Okay. Uh, The first one is only satisfied customers guarantee job security. Right. Yes. Only uh, satisfied customers guarantee job security. Yes. And this was actually uh, stated, I was watching the Today Show maybe 15 years ago, so just to kind of date myself and date the quote a little bit. But this is uh, a quote from a former uh, chief executive, well, well known uh, in business, um, and he's written books on business. Uh, I don't want to give it away, but a a large U.S. conglomerate, any kind of a feel for who that CEO is? may have been who who made this statement. Well, it had to have been Donald Trump. I mean, is that is that right? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't have a Donald Trump quote, nor do I have a Hillary Clinton uh, quote, so I apologize for We'll that. keep all the politics out of the quotes here today, if that's okay. Yeah, so. this, this was actually Jack Welch, oh, the sure. former CEO okay. of GE, and mm-hmm. he was actually asked this during a downtime in the economy uh, sometime in the mid-1990s. Uh, uh, and basically, the uh, commentator, the journalist, was asking him, you know, how can employees f- 
feel in this day and age where the history of America used to be work for the same company for 40 years and retire, and now with all the job cuts, all the uncertainty in the economy, how can employees feel good uh, that, that they have a job and they'll have a job long term? And Jack Welch said, only satisfied customers guarantee job security. Wow. That's very uh – very simple, but very, very factual and uh, something to, to good for us to keep in mind. So, Yeah, so if we want some job security, look, instead of looking to the company, look to the customer. How can I satisfy, keep, retain, grow my relationship with this customer? Perfect. That's great. That's great. All right, second one. Second one is confidence is contagious and so is lack of confidence and a customer will recognize both. So this really gets at the idea of, uh, how you present information to a customer uh, really goes beyond the facts. Uh, it really goes beyond the literal information you're sharing. It's how you're conveying that. And why do you think there's this importance of conveying confidence to customers, Alan? Well, I even equate it to kind of the stories when we give our customer service stories of the month. And you look at so many of them. When we don't see confidence from somebody that we're talking to, um, we don't have confidence that our service, our product, whatever it is we're getting is going to be fulfilled, delivered, uh, meeting our standards, whatever it may be. We have to see that level of confidence in the person providing the service to us to feel like what we're going to be getting is what we're supposed to be getting. So Yeah, and oftentimes if we don't sense that confidence, then we start answer shopping. You know, mm-hmm. we'll hang up the phone, we'll call another employee and – hang up the phone and call their manager and, and just it makes it inefficient for the company, makes it frustrating and inefficient for the customer. So there's a lot of benefits to not only conveying information but doing it in, in a confident manner. Um, and this quote was actually given by a former Super Bowl winning Green Bay Packer head coach. Uh, I, I won't give you much more than that, but who could this have been? Oh, my gosh. You're asking my NFL history uh, knowledge right now, and I'm – going to be and sheepishly the, embarrassed the the super bowl trophy is named after him uh, vince lombardi right excellent okay excellent. good all right well, <laughs> good thank you for the last hint that helped out a little bit so, right. good that was really vince lombardi confidence yeah. is contagious and so is lack of confidence and a customer will recognize both yes wow that's interesting i did not know yeah we're, i'm gonna throw you some curveballs in here alan so that's good I yes. like that one. I, I, you're, you're two for two on, on the good quote so far. So I like that one as well. Vince Lombardi. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Good. Well, number three, mm-hmm. always think of your customers as suppliers first. Work closely with them so you can supply them or excuse me, so they can supply you with the information you need to supply them with the right products and services. And the key to that quote is the first sentence. Always think of your customers as suppliers first. I need to think about, I need to process this one a little bit. So always think of your customers as suppliers first. So you work closely with them so they can supply you with the information you need to supply them with the right products and services. So in other words, look at them as people providing us information. Yes. Is the way to view customers. If we look at them as people providing us information, then we'll be able to get the information we need from them to then deliver the service they're needing or expecting. Exactly. Yeah. Too many companies really think from a product orientation, I have this product, I have this service, I'm Mm going to push it to the customer. Or uh, we we know that we're losing customers, we don't know why, so we're going to implement these new benefits, these perks, especially a lot of my sports clients are all about perks and benefits. Mm -hmm. The reality is if you want to do something that really gets at the root cause of customer loss or really make sure that it addresses the customer need, ask the customer. Mm-hmm. You know, ask the customer 
uh, customers that have left why they left. Ask the customers that you currently have what's most important to them about the experience. Ask customers what they need and what they're going to use this product or service for and what is their ultimate goal and purpose and then address that need. So too often organizations are in a push mindset, Mm -hmm. but this quote really gets at the pull idea of of developing relationships with customers, pull information from them like they're a supplier. I was going to say the same thing about that push-pull relationship. It really is not just saying we've got a great service and we're just going to push it out to everybody and that's what they're going to get. It's pulling information from the client to understand what it is they're looking for and making sure our services are going to meet their needs. That's great. Exactly. Okay. And the author, like that. Uh, the author of this is Susan Marthaler. There's mm-hmm. a few authors that uh, their names will not resonate, so I won't make you guess. I don't know if I could guess this person, but sure. it is, I'm sure, one of these business gurus out here, customer service-oriented gurus of the past who came up with that one. Okay, great. Good. All the right. fourth, mm-hmm. another curveball, uh, when you're honest about how you change and grow – and where your weaknesses are, then you open the door for improvement and change. When you're honest about how you can change and grow and where your weaknesses are, then you open the door for improvement and change. Yes. Hmm. All right. Is somebody I would know uh, or be familiar with said this? Uh, yes. And, and I'm, I'm having a hard time figuring out how to set up this person. But uh, let, let's just say... I, I don't know how to do it because I'm not that much into movies, but you're a film person. He is an actor. Okay. Um, oh, goodness. He, he's been in roles for 20-plus years uh, mm. easily. Um, he was uh, – when he was younger, he was one of those heartthrobs, uh, kind of the – you know, modern version of, of uh, you know, the the, the cool – uh, motorcycle riding, fast car driving, stars of like the the sixties and that sort of thing. But hmm. um, and I think his brother's name uh, this might help might be Kevin. Hmm. He's got a brother named Kevin who's an actor. Might I'm looking been. over at our our studio entourage. engineer. Maybe he had a brother who's an entourage. I'm just guessing on that. Uh, Matt Dillon. Excellent. Yeah. Hey, okay. That was fantastic. All right. Good. All right. The, the entourage tip helped me out there. So I appreciate that. Uh, Matt Dillon, really. So Matt Dillon has one of the top 20 customer service quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're telling me? Yes, he does. But wow. let's, let's look at why. Why? Uh, the, the, the reason why uh, I really like this quote mm-hmm. is it, it causes us as individuals, causes us as businesses to admit that we're not perfect, mm-hmm. to admit that we have room for improvement. Yes, even you, Alan. Well, <laughs> so I mean, you lean sure. toward the microphone. <laughs> I mean, but it's true. Even in acting, I mean, there again, I know he's probably thinking of it from more of his acting craft standpoint. Yes. But when you're honest about how you can change and grow and where your weaknesses are, then you you are opening that door for possible improvement and change. So yeah, I mean, it makes sense. That's good. But it is something yes. that's great to apply to any business professional setting as well. Yeah, one quote that's not in here, but that really relates to this from a business standpoint is uh, customer complaints are one of the greatest gifts to a company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the same idea here. If we're willing to ask for feedback, we're willing to be open to the complaints even, that gives you the opportunity to improve. But you've got to be willing to solicit that kind of feedback that might convey your weaknesses. That's great. Matt Dillon, welcome Matt. to the Stepping Up Service podcast. We're glad <laughs> to have you here. So that's great. Yeah. Uh, the next one, make a customer, not a sale. Oh, that's good. Nice, short and sweet. I like it. Make a customer, not a sale. 
Yeah, so it, it's much more focused as customer service should be on long-term relationships as opposed to transactions. Absolutely. You know, that's essentially what this is getting at. Yeah, no, that's, that's short, sweet, and to the point. I like it, and it really sums up a lot of what we've talked about in many of our episodes in the past. So that's great. Yeah, this author is another one of those folks you, you and I probably haven't heard of, Catherine Barchetti. So mm-hmm. doesn't ring a bell. Well, thank Not you, exactly Catherine. Sorry. But yes, yes, she did a wonderful job. <laughs> Uh, the next, number six, weakness of attitude becomes weakness of character. Hmm. Weakness of attitude becomes weakness of character. Yes. So we go into a situation with a poor attitude that starts to define our, our character to some degree. Yes. Uh, becomes weakness of character. Okay, good. I'm with that. Yeah. So what this does is, and maybe it's the customer's perception of our character based on our attitude, but mm-hmm. oftentimes the customer service perception is reality. So we need to make sure when we're going into those interactions with our coworkers, with our clients, with our customers, we go in with the right attitude because that reflects, fair or not, on their perception of our character. Yeah, okay, good. Anybody we yeah. know who said that one? Yes, and, and this name may be familiar. Mm-hmm. He is uh, one of the most brilliant minds in history. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, is a scientist. Stephen uh, Hawking? No. no. You're in the right general direction. I think he was actually born in Germany or somewhere in Europe. but uh, lived Albert Einstein? Even. Exactly. Okay, great. Einstein. Yes. Wow, yes. very nice. Weakness of attitude becomes weakness of character. Nice. Yes. Great. I'm, I'm making notes on all these because some of these are, <laughs> some of these are going to be up on my, my bulletin board later in the day. I'm I'm sure of it. So excellent. Good. Uh, number seven says you can have everything in life you want if you will just help enough other people get what they want. Wow, I like that one too. You can have everything in life you want if you will just help enough other people get what they want. Yeah. Reciprocity idea. You serve others that will benefit you in the long run. So yes. And this is from one of those great motivational speakers. Uh, Donald Trump. Last, uh, 30. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's going to be my stock, stock answer for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> uh, no, it is not Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton just for, you know, to balance out the political uh, yes, right. listener. Please both sides, I understand. Yes, so, exactly. Yes. Uh, it, motivational speaker, great, uh, well noted for his sales um, mm-hmm. seminars as well. Uh, no relation to ZZ Top other than the initials. Oh, Zig um, Ziglar. Okay, excellent. Yeah, yeah right. Good. good yeah, job. no, that sounds that sounds like something Mr. Ziglar would say. So that's good. I like yes. that. Great. All right, number eight's a lengthy one. Okay, uh, but here we go. Uh, every customer intimate company has developed techniques for sharing among account teams the general insights on best practices gained in working with that particular client. The institutionalization of knowledge is a key to their competitive edge. Mm-hmm. So I'll go back through the first part. Every customer intimate company has developed techniques for sharing among account teams the general insights and best practices gained in working with a particular client. Doesn't exactly roll off the tongue as like a pithy little simple quote, but you know, it, but I mean, yes. there's a lot of good information in this. So yeah, it's it's our longest quote, right. and I don't even know if I call call it a quote more than a a, a small paragraph or a mm-hmm. uh, beginning of an epistle. But the idea is that if you want to be a company that truly is embedded mm-hmm. in 
your clients, organizations, has a deeper relationship with your customers, then your staff have to share information about that customer. Knowledge uh, that is held by individuals may give them some power, but it doesn't help the organization. It doesn't ultimately help the customer. Mm -hmm. So this essentially is essentially saying we have to share client information within our organization in order to best grow our relationship with that customer. Well, and really even the last sentence of that quote, I think does a good job of summing it up. This institutionalization of knowledge is a key to competitive edge. So organizations that can take customer knowledge, put it together, organize it, use it, share it across the organization have a better competitive edge than others will. So that's exactly right. And and the author of this, Mm-hmm. Uh, we're actually two gentlemen. They are the authors of the book, The Discipline of Market Leaders. Sure. It came out 15, 20 years ago. And mm-hmm. customer intimacy was one of the three major disciplines in that book. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. I like that. That's good, too. Yeah. All right. Now we're getting a little bit shorter here, Alan, okay. a little bit easier to remember, something <laughs> that can actually fit on a small card in your office as opposed to requiring a large poster board like the last one. <laughs> yes, correct. Uh, number nine, I am the world's worst salesman. Therefore, I mu- must make it easy for people to buy. I am the world's worst salesman. Therefore, I must make it easy for people to buy. Yes. Hmm. Is this somebody we would know? Uh, you would know his company. I think okay. it used to be the company used to be referred to as kind of like a five and dime store, but it's definitely a department store. It was much bigger 10, 15 years ago. Um, kind of like a, a Ben Franklin type of store, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, it was a little bit of a department store. I don't know. Gosh. First, first part of his name is fabric, like cotton, but it's not cotton. It's not rayon. It's Woolworths. Excellent. Okay. Excellent. All right. So, who was who was the the person himself? Do you know, Mister Mister Woolworth? Oh, Mister Woolworth. Okay. Yes. So yes. He's saying I'm the world's worst salesman. Therefore, I must make it easier for people to buy. So, in other words, if I'm not a great salesperson, I have to make sure the process and the way for people to buy is as simple as possible, so it doesn't rely on me having to be a salesperson to try to sell my products or services. That's exactly right. Okay. And, and this is a good statement to, to have in mind when you're thinking about customer service because we, we always say within CSS, uh, you want to make it so easy for a customer to have a great experience that, that a first-time customer can have as good an experience as a long-term customer. Sure. Now, I didn't put that in here because that would be as long as the last quote we just read. But that's pretty good, though. I think that's Thank our 21st quote, so I want to make sure it's on the list somewhere. So. A- excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the same idea is conveyed here is that we really want to be focused intentionally on processes and, and how our customers navigate our systems, and, and we want to make everything so simple and self-evident that that first-time customer even without encountering you or me can have a great experience okay good yeah that, that's great and that's a good reminder for organizations too that maybe uh, let's say that you know they don't have the strongest sales team or depth of sales resources that doesn't mean you, know, you can't create your environment your structure your process for selling services to be so easy and enjoyable that it takes a little bit of pressure off of people having to be salespeople, and you exactly. really are just providing great service, and it's just so easy to do. So, yes, good. that's exactly right. All right, well, let's, uh, let's hit number 10 before we take a quick break. Okay, number 10 is weigh in to buy in. Weigh in, and that's weigh as in W-E-I-G-H. Correct. Weigh in 
to buy in. All right, you're going to have to explain this one to me. Okay. Well, this, uh, just as a little bit of a background, this quote came out of uh, a, a team dynamics, team cohesion program that, that I trained some different organizations on by a gentleman named Patrick Lencioni. And he wrote the book, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Uh, and then he created a program that was a reverse of that, which is the five behaviors excuse me, the five behaviors of a cohesive team. Okay. And one thing he talked about a lot was if you want to get commitment from employees to take action, you need to give them the opportunity to weigh in. Mm -hmm. In other words, if you want them to buy into whatever the next step is, to buy into what responsibilities they have, you have to give them the opportunity to have a voice. Ah. Uh, And maybe you don't take their advice or their feedback as the ultimate solution. But people are going to buy in more if they actually got to share their ideas, share their suggestions, share their potential criticism. So the idea here is if you want to get your employees to back an initiative, to back you know, emotionally in their heart what you're asking them to do, you have to give them the opportunity to weigh in. Perfect. Weigh in to buy in. So if they yeah. have a chance, opportunity to kind of provide their input, buy, kind of get into the process and feel like they've got stake in it, kind of give their yes. weight to it, then that's got their buy-in. That's got their commitment. That's got their, their focus on what we're trying to do. So Right. And I have a little bit of a, an addition to this mm-hmm. that, that I say in these sessions when we're conducting these workshops, weigh in to buy-in, but don't weigh in to get your way. Because sometimes employees, they are trying to share their voice because they have an agenda uh, and they want something done in a certain way that's going to benefit them. So employees need to know they're not weighing in to get their way. They're weighing in to make the final decision better. And they're weighing in to make sure that everybody gets to hear their thoughts, but they also get to hear everybody else's thoughts. So weigh in to buy in, but don't weigh in just to get your way. I see. Great. Yeah. You know, on the employee satisfaction side of things, we talk a lot and measure a lot about employees' perception of involvement, involvement in decision-making, and and do they feel like they're involved in decision-making? And what we see so much is a lot of people feel like they're not involved in decision-making, but really the fact of the matter is that they technically are. It's just their definition of being involved is, did the decision go the way that I had suggested it go? Uh, as opposed to were, was my input being used to help guide a decision, even if it didn't go the way that I was suggesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's always a clear distinction. So what you're saying makes perfect sense. It's yes, you, you're, you're providing input, you're getting involved in the discussion, but that doesn't mean an employee is going to give an opinion and that means that's the way it's going to go. So, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Okay. Well, Ed, that's the great 10 quotes. We've got 10 more to cover, but what we're going to do first is take a very quick little break. And when we come back, we'll wrap up with another 10 quotes and we'll finish up the show as we always do on these episodes with our customer service story of the month. So stay tuned for that. Ed and I both share a story we personally encountered from a customer service standpoint, either positively or negatively in the last 30 days. And we share that with you at the end of the episode. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with stepping up service. Hi, I'm Alan. I'm Chris. And we're the co-host of Foot Candle Films, a movie review and film discussion show here on TheMesh.TV. Each episode, we talk about some new movies, cover some film news, and have some recommendations. And trust us, we're just as likely to talk about the latest Jim Jarmusch film as we are the newest Transformers installment. Hold on, don't get too crazy. Uh, Well, okay, maybe not that bad. But you can find our show and all our episodes on TheMesh.TV. Plus, you can subscribe to get new episodes delivered right to your computer or mobile device. We'll see you in the ticket line. Welcome back to Stepping Up Service here on TheMesh.TV. 
My name is Alan Jackson with the Jackson Group, and with me is Ed Gagnon from Customer Service Solutions. You can learn a lot more about Ed's company, Customer Service Solutions, by visiting their website. That is www.cssamerica. So just think Customer Service Solutions America.com. And uh, I love Ed's website and his company's website just because they've got newsletter you can sign up for. There's a lot of quick kind of tips of the week, uh, all dealing with ideas for customer service and blog posts and uh, ways to contact them and, and start up a conversation. So um, definitely encourage you, if you like the kind of content we've been talking about on the show, Ed's website at CSS America is definitely the place to go check out. And then if you want to learn a little bit more about what I do and the company, uh, the Jackson Group, where we handle employee customer satisfaction surveys for a variety of companies, you can check us out at thejacksongroup.com. So spell it all out, T-H-E, jacksongroup.com, and uh, find out a little bit more about what we do day to day. Ed, we were covering our top 20 customer service quotes in the first half of the show. We went through the first 10, and I know we've got 10 more to go through, and then we'll wrap up the show with our customer service story of the month. So let's jump right back in. How about number 11 on your list of customer service quotes? Yeah, number 11 is the customer decides the company's fate. Yep. (laughs) Yep, that's pretty much right. So, you know, it actually kind of echoes the first one. First quote is the only satisfied customers guarantee job security. At the end of the day, yeah, it's 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 the customer. I mean, if the customer's not happy, the customer's not getting what they want, uh, that pretty much spells the recipe for the rest of your company. So, Yeah, and that was intentional to start the second half with the same type of theme as the first half. And the idea is, obviously, um, you know, especially in business nowadays, so many executives think that they have to have all the knowledge or think that they do have all the knowledge, but oftentimes – they, they should be making strategic decisions based on what that customer wants or needs or what the customer of the future wants or needs. Um, the, the author of this quote mm-hmm. uh, is, is somebody who uh, – I'll just give you some personal information on them, see if this helps. Okay. They are a um, – they live in Charlotte, huge Green Bay Packer fan. Hmm. Uh, I, I, they they uh, co-host a podcast with Alan Jackson. Ring well, see, I've already used up the Donald Trump – uh, answer and I've yes. been told that, that he is not applicable to any of these quotes. Uh, so I guess would it be you, Mr. Gagnon? Oh, is that oh, yours? That's outstanding. Wow. Okay. Yes. Wonderful. And you weaved in the Green Bay Packers twice into our podcast. So I'm <laughs> very impressed by that as well. Really, this is your quote: "The customer yeah. decides the, the customer decides the company's fate." I love it. Yes. It's perfect. Yeah. Good. Uh, number twelve: Kind words can be short and easy to speak, but their echoes are truly endless. Kind words can be short and easy to speak, but their echoes are truly endless. So I guess what we're saying here is that kind words in any kind of service situation are quick and easy for us to do, but they have a much greater long-term impact on relationships and what our customers remember from us. Yes. And and just think about when we talk about being truly endless, their echoes, that could be the word of mouth where Mm -hmm. some... Uh, customer is talking about the experience, talking about the employee to friends, to family, to coworkers, and right. it's that positive word of mouth. Um, you know, oftentimes we do appreciate what that coworker does for us, what that customer does, but by saying those kind words, showing that appreciation and what we say, being very sincere about it, you know, conveying that we cared and we're appreciative, uh, that means a lot to other folks. So don't just hide those or hold those. 
statements of appreciation and satisfaction and gratitude inside. Let that attitude of gratitude, let those kind words come out and, and be spoken to others. That's great. Yeah, I like that one as well. So yes. anybody famous that said that one? or uh, uh, Yes, somebody famous. This was actually a religious uh, figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, who passed away maybe 10 years ago, did a lot of work with those less fortunate. Um, was it Billy Graham? Uh, no. Nope. Um, I think it might Billy Graham's not, Yeah, Billy Graham's yeah. not passed away. I'm sorry. Uh, but, but it's a female. Uh, she did a lot of work in India in particular. Mother Teresa? Correct. Okay. All right. Good. Yes. Yeah. I apologize. Obviously, I don't keep up very good with... Uh, historical figures, whether they're Don't still uh, alive or not. So I apologize for that. So well, at least you didn't say Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I had to bite my tongue back on that one, but yeah, yeah. right. Um, all right. So good. I like that. Kind words can be short and easy to speak, but their echoes are truly endless. I like that a yes. lot. Good. Uh, 13, uh, worry about being better. Bigger will take care of itself. Think one customer at a time and take care of each one the best way you can Yeah, worry about being better. I like that, that part of it. So bigger will take care of itself. Hmm. Yeah. Oftentimes we want to jump to the ultimate goal. We want to jump to the ultimate solution. But the question is, how do you get to that ultimate goal of business growth? How do you get to that ultimate goal of success? Well, you can't just jump to being bigger. You have to get better and better and better in your processes, in your attitudes, and how you hire and how you train and how you serve and all those sorts of things. If you're better about that, you will be attracting more employees to want to work with you. You'll be retaining more of your customers. So think about what you have to do to get there as opposed to just figuring out uh, what that ultimate goal is and focusing on the goal. Focus on what you need to do every day to get a little bit better to move you continually toward that goal. And thinking that one customer at a time, it's a it's tough yes. to do in a lot of situations when you have a lot of clients to do to work with, but yes. if you can kind of break it down into one at a time, you're right, it does make a big big difference. Yes, this was from another one of those folks that we might not be familiar with, a gentleman mm-hmm. named Gary Comer mm-hmm. uh, said yeah. this particular quote. Okay, I like it. Next one, 14. Yeah, 14. Remember Remember that a person's name is to that person the sweetest and most important sound in any language. Oh, wow. That's that's neat. So remember that a person's name is to that person the sweetest and most important sound in any language. People love to hear their name being said. Yes, Alan, that's correct. <laughs> that's wonderful, Ed. I'm so glad you shared that quote with me. So, Chris, our engineer, isn't that a wonderful quote that Ed just said? So. <laughs> But, but that's a lot. Of, there's a lot of truth. I mean, mm-hmm. to say sir, to say man, to say bud, you know, to say ma'am. I mean, some of those are positive, some are negative. But people think that you view them as an individual, that you care enough to know them personally. If you'll just use their name more often in common conversation. Wow, this was simple, simple reminder. But it is true. I mean, I think yes. we forget sometimes. It's, it's you know, we use those colloquial phrases when we refer to one another, but. Yeah, people do like hearing their name said. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. yeah. This was said by somebody similar to Zig Ziglar, uh, very well known in the sales world and the speaking world, maybe around the same time. Uh, very well known for his public speaking and sales courses mm-hmm. uh, that that he's designed and, and delivered and that others deliver. Um, his initials are the same as our our uh, nation's capital. Um, DC. Yes. Oh, who is DC? Oh, you're stumping me here. So, 
And I'm looking around the studio at the other people to see if anybody has any idea. Any idea, DC? No, we're, we're stumped here. Uh, Dale Carnegie. Oh, yeah, Dale Carnegie. Okay. Yes. Not not as versed in his his work as much as the others, but yes, I, I recognize the name but for sure. So Yes. Great. Number number 15, hopefully you'll recognize this name. Uh, I'm not out there sweating for three hours every day just to find out what it feels like to sweat. <laughs> And yes, that's, that's a customer service quote, but yeah. I'm not out there sweating for three hours every day just to find out what it feels like to sweat. Yes. So in other words, I'm doing it for a purpose. I'm actually yes. out there trying to serve. I'm trying to do something, not out there just to spin my wheels and, and just work myself up. So Yeah, so All this right. kind of ties into that Gary Comer quote, worry about being better, bigger will take care of itself. Mm-hmm. Well, bigger will take care of itself, but you know what you want. You need to know what you're wanting to get better for. What is that ultimate goal? So who would say something, and this is in the sports world, like, I'm not out there sweating for three hours every day just to find out what it feels like to sweat. I've got to guess it's probably somebody related to football, just because it sounds like the three hours would be kind of the timetable for a game. Am I right on that? Is it a... You you would think so. That's what's odd about this quote. Mm -hmm. You would think it's football, but it's not. That's what makes it a little Mm -hmm. bit odd. By the way, what is that mug that you're drinking out of today? Oh, this is a North Carolina Tar Heels uh, mug. Is that a little bit of a hint? Interesting. Uh, could be. Would it be a certain coach out there or a player? Coaches the coaches could sweat for three hours, they but it's could. probably more probably likely player. a player. Um, would it be one of our most famous alumni in basketball history? Yes, it is. Okay, so I'm assuming we're talking about Mr. Michael Jordan then. You are assuming correct, Alan. Good that sounds job. like something Mr. Jordan would say, so I like that. Yes, and I like the respectful Mr. Jordan there. That's very, uh, very nice of you to. to well, how else would you refer to him? So, uh, <laughs> good point. He's taller than me. I probably <laughs> refer to him that way too. That's good. I'm not out there sweating for three hours a day just to find out what it feels like to sweat. So, in other words, right. he's out there for a purpose. He's playing. He's doing his work for for a, a reason, not yeah. just to spin the wheels. And I think that's obviously we can apply that to what we do in our professional careers and work. And how we try to serve others. So Yes, exactly. Right. Uh, number 16, uh, too many managers have a ready, fire, aim philosophy. If we take care in the beginning, the end will take care of itself. Too many managers have a, quote, ready, fire, aim philosophy. In other words, firing before aiming and Correct. not always hitting the target. But this quote is saying if we take care in the beginning during when we are supposed to be aiming, the end will take care of itself. Right. And this is very difficult, especially in the American society where we we want to just get in and start implementing, start redoing. And we're not patient enough on the front end to really think through the whole process, think through the ultimate goal, uh, really make sure we're not only beginning with the end in mind, but we're actually planning effectively in the beginning so that we have less to clean up on the back end. So this is great for customer service because so much when people think of customer services responding to complaints, but those organizations that are best from a customer service perspective really are thoughtful on how do we avoid the complaints, avoid the issues, uh, avoid those reasons for a customer to be dissatisfied up front and build in higher quality on the front end. So they have fewer complaints and issues on the back end. Mm -hmm. That's good. I like that. Yeah. That was Norman Vincent Peel. If you have heard of Norman Vincent Peale. I have not. I do not know Mr. Peale very well. So good quote. Good quote. 
Good. Number 17 is the only things that evolve by themselves in an organization are disorder, friction, and malperformance. <laughs> the only things that evolve by themselves in an organization, disorder, friction, and malperformance. In other words, those are the things that happen if we don't manage and, and, and plan and strategize like we should in advance. Those exactly. will be the end results of things, right? Exactly. So this ties into the last one, and that word evolve is very important because it's the opposite of what you just described with strategy and planning and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, in other words, if we have an organization that is purely focused on, hey, we set it up right 20 years ago and we've been working all right, um, why do we need to do a plan? Why do we need to rethink how we do business? Uh, you know, we've been doing it this way for the last 20 years. Why should we ever take a step back and, and, and figure out if there's a way to do it better? Well, the reason is that if you just allow an organization to evolve over 20 years, you're incrementally changing processes and systems and people. And at the same time, your customers are incrementally changing and their needs are changing and your competitors are changing. So there need to be periods of time if you want to be a great organization from a customer service perspective to, to not just – allow evolution to be your your strategy for continuous improvement you have to be more strategic about it mm-hmm. now th- there's a lot of old-timey terms in this mm-hmm. uh, particular quote and it's from uh you know a business um guru for lack of a better term from you know 30 40 years ago peter drucker oh sure ever, yeah peter mm-hmm. drucker right yeah the word malperformance don't think we really hear too much these days yeah. but uh peter drucker yes i'm familiar with him Yes. Number 18 is anyone who has never made a mistake has never tried anything new. Yeah, that's a really, really nice quote. So, I mean, it's the old adage that we have to be trying new things. And yes, we're going to fail many of those times and that's okay. but at least we tried it. Yes. Um, So if if you want to avoid making mistakes is to never try anything new. So Right. And this gets at innovation. Uh, You know, in customer service, so many times we can just be focused on reacting, reacting, responding, responding. Uh, and we do things the way that we've always done it. But this gets at innovation. Try something new. Try something new to wow the customer. Try something new to be more responsive to those needs. Try something new in terms of how you hire and motivate employees. Mm-hmm. Now, this particular person is our only repeat on the entire list. Hmm. Is it Jack Welsh? Nope. Hmm. It's somebody who surprised you in before the break. Did Matt before. Dillon have another customer service quote? <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Why is this guy not on the speaking circuit? <laughs> um, no, surprised me before the break. Hold on. I'm looking back through my list to see uh, Einstein. Exactly. No, it was Einstein, really? Yes. Wow. Einstein yes. had a lot more quotes on uh, customer service than I ever expected. So. Yes, yes. He, he was um, the customer service guru of the uh, mid-20th century. I guess so, yeah. It, it's just his equals MC squared slightly overshadowed his customer service. Uh, he got a little books. more acclaim for that. but his, oh, Just a of, tiny bit. All of his customer service books and public speaking engagements just didn't get quite the attention. So No, no they didn't. So uh, <laughs> That is but, really good. I mean, obviously it applies in his field from a – standpoint of innovation and creativity, but it's nice how we can apply it to a very uh, professional business sense as well. Exactly. Number 19, Mm -hmm. it's our job every day to make every important aspect of the customer experience a little bit better. That's a great way of framing your day-to-day work is that if you can look at it as just trying to make that experience for your customer just a little bit better. If that was your goal every day, 
obviously the end result in the future is some extraordinary uh, work for your business. So. Right. Yeah. A lot of different organizations are focused on continuous improvement or Kaizen or making small improvements uh, every day. I know I was doing some work with a school system about a month ago and and one school, uh, as with a lot of elementary schools, is focused on anti-bullying. But this year they've kind of transformed that and, and reframed it in a positive light. They're mm-hmm. focused on acts of kindness and they're actually documenting 90,000. The goal is to document 90,000 acts of kindness that happened during the school year. Wow. And in doing so, uh, they're literally having teachers and administrative staff and students themselves documenting little positive acts of kindness. And it's not just the documentation piece, which does reinforce it, but it's the fact that if everybody's doing it and everybody has the goal, and they're all trying to do these little things to just treat each other with kindness then the overall atmosphere, the overall experience for faculty and staff and students will become better and better and better. So it's just this idea of those ongoing, continuous, small incremental improvements really impacting the customer or the culture. Mm. Now, this was said by a uh, an internet retail CEO who is exceptionally well-known and his company is exceptionally well-known for customer service. Uh, Jeff Bezos. Exactly. Yeah, with Amazon. Good. So, yeah. So yep. I, I figured his name was going to pop in somewhere on this list because he tends to have some nice quotable phrases from time to time and their focus yes. on customer service, we all know. So, yes. yeah. Number 20. Number 20, the last, the last one. one. Yeah, here we go. The best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. Yeah. That's nice. The best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. Uh, this sounds like a quote that probably came out of more humanitarian efforts and, and yes. thoughts, but obviously it can apply to even our own uh, service within our business world as well. So Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So this particular quote came from somebody who uh, is well known in that humanitarian uh, realm you talked about. He mm-hmm. also was a, a leader uh, in, in many different ways. Now, political movements. Um, you know, you are kind of hinting towards Donald Trump. I'm just saying this is number 20. <laughs> this is the last chance to squeeze him in there if we're going to do it. Uh, no, and it's not uh, any of our other political candidates at the moment. So humanitarian had some yeah. political influence. I, I believe he may have also been in the same country Mother Teresa was. Hmm. Oh, boy. Looking around the studio, anybody got any advice for me on this one? Nobody. Everybody's drawn a blank, Ed. Who is it? Gandhi. Oh, well, right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that makes that makes sense. All right. So Gandhi, that's that's good. Yes. So that's our top twenty. We started with Jack Welch and we ended with, ended Gandhi. with Gandhi. I don't know how often that happens. And we had a couple Packers references in the middle. And no, Michael Jordan, no Trump, but Carolina guy. I mean, it was a nice yes. mixture of uh, a nice mixture of people there. So. Yeah, some really good quotes, some very quick, pithy, very easy to remember, some a little more involved. But the idea is it does really <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of pat ourselves on the back at as we look at all of our episodes over the past years. I mean, we've talked about so many of these ideas, each one in a little more detail each time we get together. Yes. To hear some of these great minds around the world and through history kind of echoing a lot of the things that we've been talking about means. I mean, I think we're all on the same page as far as what it means to deliver really strong customer service and 
why so many of these things that people have made these great quotes on are, are so important for us to remember. Yes. And, and by, by the way you worded that, mm-hmm. uh, were you suggesting that they're actually copying or plagiarizing our ideas from our podcast? I am saying that some of them may have been listening to our show uh, and found some nuggets of information that then translated to one of these quotes. I'm, I'm not accusing anybody. Yes. Let me just say that, you know, we've been doing this podcast for a few years now. So there's a lot of good information floating out there in the internet that we have uh, recorded with our voices. So yes, um, leave that where it is. So. Yeah. So I would not be surprised if Einstein was Googling customer <laughs> service and something, listen to our podcast. And, something uh, tells me Albert Einstein and Gandhi were not listening to our podcast <laughs> to come up with these quotes in the past. But uh, anyway, it, it is just a reminder to us that you know, these things are very prevalent ideas. And, and, and I like the fact, too, that we that a lot of these quotes originated from outside of the world of customer service in a business. Yes. But yet they apply to us. But yet we can also flip the tables and think about all these things we've been talking about in our podcast about being better listeners and asking a lot of questions and working better as a team and efficiently are things that can apply even to our own personal lives as well to help enhance that. So it's a nice... Uh, it's a nice reminder to us about how important this idea of service is, even outside of the traditional business sense that we're used to talking about. Great, great. Good. Ed, thank you so much for compiling those li- that list of uh, quotes. Sure. Um, and it may be a way, I don't know if there's a way we can even post this up with the episode or have it so where if people have the text versions of these quotes, maybe we can get that up there for them somehow uh, sure. to share. So we'll see what we can do by the time we get that posted. So, and we always close out our show with a customer service story of the month, something that happened to us or we experienced. Uh, it could be positive, could be negative, but it's a good reminder or a, a kind of a lesson we can pull from it that uh, reinforces a little bit of what we talk about in this podcast. Uh, I have a very personal positive story. Didn't know if you wanted to start off with one in case yours was negative. At least we could try to end on a positive note. Yeah, well, that's interesting. And mine's pretty quick, and I usually go positive, but this was a little bit negative, so I'll okay. be happy to go first. Sure, that'd be great. Um, both of these, they're, they're two mini-stories, uh, and they both have basically the same lesson learned. Uh, my daughter, who's in high school, was working on a project for a business class that she's in, and as part of the project, she had to call a bank branch and ask a few questions. Uh, so she called the bank branch, asked if she could ask the employee a few questions, uh, the employee said, sure. Uh, the, uh, my daughter asked the first question. The employee said, I don't know, but go to the website. Asked the second question, I don't know, but I'm sure it's on the website. Asked the third question, I don't know, but go to the website. <laughs> uh, as a second story, we've done some mystery shopping for a uh, local municipality, not local to Charlotte, but uh, you know, a city-county type municipality recently. And whereas a lot of the telephone mystery shops were positive, one issue they had is every time there was a question asked uh, that required a form to be filled out, the employee said, well, it's on the website. And they gave the generic, yes, generic URL. Well, the the main problem with all of these go to the website uh, pieces of advice is the typical business website, a bank, a city, county, government has hundreds or thousands of pages on them. And to just say, go to the website is basically inviting the customer into a world of frustration, a world of difficulty. So the lesson learned here is that if you want somebody to go to the website, 
uh, and you want to actually be helpful to them, either walk them through how to access that particular page or give them a more specific URL so that you're not just inviting the customer into a world of frustration to get their question answered. Well, that's, that's so important. So good point. I've had a couple of those examples even in the past week myself. And, you know, the thing is, I mean, I know somebody could hear this and say, well, but don't we want our customers to be able to have the flexibility of going to a website and getting all the information? And yes, it's important to have a website with all the information. Hopefully, it's a website that's easy to navigate and find the information for those people who do want to go and research on their own. But my thing is, and I guess with with your daughter and other examples, if they're calling and talking to somebody on the phone, they've already made the decision to initiate this kind of dialogue through this kind of format to then tell them they have to be directed somewhere else to go find the information themselves is what's the frustrating part. So why not just help look up the information with them while you're on the phone with them or, exactly. you know, I, I, that's, that's what always upsets me is why people don't take that extra step to do that because all you're doing is basically putting the emphasis back on the customer to have to go do the research and the work, which is not really fair. Yeah. Great points. Yeah. Good. Well, that story is, uh, like I said, a little personal and I'm not going to use any names because it actually does talk about uh, somebody and some people here in my own office. But, um, you know, we work with patient satisfaction surveys for a variety of hospitals, home health agencies, hospice organizations, a variety of places. And, uh, you know, we have a, a large number of clients and there's always going to be some percentage of clients that may be a little more challenging to work with than others. And that's something that goes with any business, of course. In one situation, just here in the last week, we had a client that's a little more demanding, a little more challenging of some things and needs and requirements of us. And it was things that were beyond the scope of what our typical engagement with a client might include. And it's thing, asking for things and requesting things and almost sometimes demanding things that really are just not what we provide and typically will do with our clients. And we, we, we ran into a little situation where a little bit of the mentality, unfortunately, through some of our, our team members was, well, this is not really what we do. This is not what the client has been contracted to do with us. So we have to just kind of say, I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do about it. But we had one employee uh, with us who has been with us for a little while back and forth, uh, uh, rejoined us recently, that decided on her own volition that she was going to take some extra steps herself. Uh, after hours, doing some research, working on it to try to solve this issue for this client, even though it's beyond the bounds of what we were being asked to do. Um, and when I saw this person take this initiative on their own without being told to do it, you know, she was getting a little bit of resistance from others about, well, we really just don't have the time or resources to do this. She decided, no, I'm going to, I really want to make sure this client's getting what he needs and I think we can do this. So I'm going to figure out how to do it. She did it, and uh, the client called back within a day after getting that information and was just singing this employee's praises for going over and above to get exactly what it is he was needing and how much it helped him and his work, that, what he was doing there. Wow. So it's one of those situations, a good reminder to us, and when we got that kind of positive feedback, I think everybody saw that feedback and realized, yeah, okay, we, you know, there are times that we can go over and above what it is that maybe we're expected to do or thinking we have to do. But if we can do it and we can make that client experience happier, I guarantee you that client of ours is a lot more likely now to uh, use us for other services or continue their service with us than they ever would have been before, even if we were technically not doing anything wrong. 
uh, before. So anyway, mm-hmm. just a personal reminder. I say thank you to people on my team that kind of worked together to make this thing happen. And uh, it was a it was a good outcome and a good reassurance to all of us why it's important to always do that little bit every day to see what we can do to improve the customer experience. So, yeah, that's a, that's a fantastic example, and and it's kind of relates to just one personal um, theory I have on operating businesses that you don't want to nickel and dime the customer. You don't want to every little thing they ask, charge them a dollar, charge them a nickel, that sort of thing. You don't want to have a relationship like that where it's all about those little nickels and dimes. And what this person did, your employee, is they basically took that that view and put a positive spin on it. How can I make those little things uh, that are important to the customer and maybe they're they're not easy for us. Uh, how can I make them important to me? And then all of a sudden that customer sees, even though that might have been 5% of the total resources you spent on that customer for the whole year, that 5% created that wow experience and might have created that that extra loyalty in the mind and the heart of that customer. So that's great. Absolutely. Yeah, it was, it was worth the effort. I mean, when we look at it from a true dollar, cents, and hours time, yeah, there were a few hours of, t- of work put in that we really didn't have, you know, on, on, on the books compensation for. Sure. But I can run the forecast and say, well, if that client continues their work with us in the coming years or even expands their work with us or refers us to somebody else, those few hours were extremely well worth the time invested to build yes. that up. So you, you can't look at it as a money in money out situation with every client. You got to look at it long-term relationships. And I think, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, we do a good job of that at our firm. I know you do as well at yours, but there's always those times where we need reminders and we need to kind of get refocused. And I, I'm glad we had that experience this week. So, yeah, that's wonderful. That That's, that's wonderful. Great yeah. story. Yeah. Well, Ed, this has been a fun episode. I always like love quotes and I've got several here on my list that I'm really excited about sharing yeah. and using and posting and, and having up around for people to see. Uh, it's just great reminders, top to bottom, for all of us. And it's regardless of if we're in a business setting or not, these are just good quotes about service in general and some great things to remember. So thanks for compiling them. Thanks for walking us through them. Uh, Ed Gagnon is with Customer Service Solutions. Again, you can learn more about his firm and the great work they do for a variety of organizations at www.cssamerica.com. My name's Alan Jackson with the Jackson Group. Learn more about us at www.thejacksongroup.com. And then, of course, the Mesh Network that you're listening to this podcast on. It is a network of podcasts. These are free audio programs that you can subscribe to. You can find out more about these shows on themesh.tv, our website, or go to Apple iTunes and search for any of the shows, Stepping Up Service, search for The Mesh, whatever it may be. You can find all of our network of shows available online. You can give us a star rating. You can give us some feedback. And you can also uh, subscribe to the show, which we encourage you to do if you like this kind of content. That way you're ensured that every month when we put out a new episode, it is automatically downloaded to your uh, platform of choice uh, wherever you choose to listen to these shows. Uh, We always appreciate the feedback, so please let us know if there are some future topics or ideas that we can discuss. We would be certainly happy to do so. Ed, it's good talking to you as always. Yeah, you too, Al, and hope you enjoy your weekend. All right, same to you, same to everybody else as well. We'll talk to you next month. Thanks. You've been listening to The Mesh. 
an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.